With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Touch back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest instalment of the Turfcast podcast full-time show with me, Joe Redmond. And we do have a guest, it's Neil. You've seen him loads of times if you are a regular to the show. He will be coming in soon. Uh, get your comments in. I want to know your thoughts on the match as well. Just before we do bring uh, Neil in, uh, I'll give my thoughts on the game. Hopefully read some comments out. 
bring Mr. Layfield in. Everybody loves him. We'll get him in, and he can give his thoughts. And uh, we'll, we'll have a chat like we always do. We'll have, we'll have a chat. Um, but yeah, good to see you all. Um, like I said, get your comments in. Uh, sorry, I'm a uh, what eleven minutes late. I was making a brew. It, t- it takes a bit longer than I thought it would do sometimes, and it looks a bit weak as well. To be fair, on camera, it's not that bad. Um, but anyway, yesterday, what was it? Ninety. 92nd minute winner, something like that. It was a winner in injury time. Uh, fun fact, that's the first um, injury time winner that Burnley have scored in the league since November 2016. And we'll start the stream off just by asking if everybody, uh, if anybody, sorry, can tell me which game that was in. I'll give you a couple of clues. It was at home and it was Ashley Barnes, who scored in the 94th minute. But yesterday was the first time that we have done that since 2016. So that's just under six years. Now, we've had a few um, injury time winners where we've already, already been winning. Um, but that was the last one to... Uh, sorry, injury time goals where we've already been winning. Um, but that was the last actual injury... The first actual injury time winner uh, since that time. But yeah, got a few regular names in the chat. It's good to see Simon Marus in there. He says, up the Clarets. Benson, change the game up. You're well, buddy. Uh, Scott Hay- Hardacre says, getting ready to go out. I live in Halifax. All my mates in the pub will be happy today as well. Halifax, Huddersfield, Leeds, all won. Uh, we'll play Rotherham on Tuesday. Who did the double honours in 92? Um, fun fact there again for you. Keep them all coming in. Um, Mark Howarth says, uh, remember this week, watching yesterday's F1 qualifying at the same time. It's good to see Mark in the chat. Mark was one of the ones, similar to Neil and Simon Marus, really, that were, that were here from the start. So it's good to see that you remembered this week, mate. But... Um, I don't know if you're uh, aware of who qualifies on pole position, but um, I think you can guess. I'm not going to ruin it for you, just in case. Uh, Jake Mayer says, really hitting our stride before the derby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, problem is that they've they've hit their stride as well, haven't they? It's going to be a really uh, good game that one for um, the first one at uh, the first time for, for a while. Uh, Raj Sharma says, about time we had some luck go our way, especially getting a last minute goal go our way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jake Mayer, uh, from the question that I just asked, Palace. I mean, it is out there on Twitter because everybody's got it right. Uh, shout out to Jake, who got it right. Harry, who got it right. Jamie, who got it right. Mark, who got it right. Scott got it right. Paul, who got it right. And not Simon Emerson. We'll bring that comment in a minute. And it's not cheating. I don't know what that, that dodgy picture that you've got. In your, it's a weird picture, that man. Um, but yeah, it was Palace. Ashley Barnes in the 94th minute. Um, I think I think uh, I, I stole it off Dave Roberts. I'm not going to lie. Um, so you've probably all seen it there as well, or, unless you are just intelligent lads and lasses, because I, I definitely am not. Uh, Simon Edmondson says, uh, deserved the win, bit disjointed in the first half, but Benson added that spark as he did against Sunderland. Good result without Cork and Cullen. Yeah, um, just give my thoughts on the game then. I was a little bit apprehensive before the game because Cork was out. Uh, obviously, Cullen was out as well. Um so it's it's um I was panicking a little bit because um <clears throat> they're so big for us and and Cork obviously breaks the player down. Cullen's got brilliant distribution and I feel like we missed it yesterday. Um even in the second half. Um thought our passing wasn't great. Um I know a lot of people have been singing Bastion's praises on Twitter, and don't get me wrong, he came in and he did well. Um, but you could tell he's he, 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 he was he's not up to like the standard of of, um, of Cullen uh, with his distribution. Um because there were some times where he just he just gave the ball away a little bit. But you know, he, I think he's only young and he's gonna get better. He's not played that much this season. So I, I was quietly impressed with him. Um I just think you could just tell that Cullen probably was. Um, the reason why we were uh, so poor uh, passing yesterday. Um, a lot of people were criticising Reading's tactics on Twitter, saying, oh, it's really difficult to play against a team like this. And don't get me wrong, um, I agree with that to a certain extent. I don't really feel like we can complain about it, though, when we've done that for the last nine years. But, 
hey-ho. Um, so I'm not really going to complain about it too much, but I don't feel like that's why we were poor yesterday because they were sitting back and parking the bus. If, if we had better passing, in my opinion, we would have we would have um, been a bit better uh, and played better, obviously, because I think that's what was missing yesterday. Just just the passing and, and Cork and Cullen um, holding that role uh, would have would have helped us out. Getting a couple more comments coming. I'll just read these out before I bring Neil in. Um, Jennifer, I think you're um, caps lock stuck on Jennifer, unless you're shouting at me. Uh, it says Blackburn is the biggest game of the season so far for so many reasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, it probably would have been anyway, um, but it's absolutely massive now with us top and them second. Uh, it's not cheating, said surprise with Tom in, still a player. Thought he was done, caused it a few problems. Yeah, decent finish as well. A few people give him Morich some stick for that, but I don't really know what more he could have done, to be honest. Uh, he, he went down a little bit easily, but he's at that stage at that point now where he's, where he's when he gets there, he's got to go down, hasn't he? Um, Harry says, don't feel Berlin was ever as bad as Reading, even while in the last couple of seasons while he was in the Prem. Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I do agree with that because we it was a myth that we were this dirty side, wasn't it? And, and Reading just were pretty dirty. Um, they should have had um, their keeper booked for time wasting in the first half. How, that's the point, actually. How Murich got booked for time wasting when he wasn't even time wasting and yet the Reading keeper did it all game as well. Um, so I do agree with that slightly, but again, I don't really feel we can complain about it too much because we've done it for so long, especially the time wasting and, and things like that. But in terms of the actual kicking... Um, I, we never really went around kicking people like that like they did yesterday. Uh, Jake says Jay had a big chance in the first half. He scored that in a different game because they have to open up. Yeah, um, and a penalty shout in the first half as well. Um, I've not actually seen that back yet. Um, I don't remember it off the top of my head as well at the time, thinking that we should have had a blatant penalty. Uh, but let's be honest, they should have had a penalty, shouldn't they? Um, actually, speaking of Jay, I, I, I won't say he was poor yesterday because I don't really think like he had like too many chances. But don't know, he just didn't win many headers, did he? And that's not a criticism of Jay, it's probably more of a, a compliment of how good they are, um, Reading, because they're very, very good in the air. Um, I've been babbling for about 10 minutes. Uh, no one wants to listen to me babble on my own for about 10 minutes. So I'm going to bring Neil in. Uh, obviously, Neil's here to help us out every now and then on the stream. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Morning, you all right, mate? Yeah. Oh, good to see Neil's got a brew as well. I think, oh, that, what's that? Uh, espresso? Yeah, very strong. Uh, black oh, one. It looks strong, that. Right? It looks strong, yeah. I had a coffee this morning, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't if I had another coffee, I wouldn't make it through the stream without having to go to the toilet. Um, it'll go straight through me the second coffee. But um, thoughts on the game yesterday, then, mate? How did you think we played? I thought we um, we weren't we weren't at our best in the first half. I think I agree with what what you said in that. That's what we've been doing to teams a long time. But if you're playing from Reading's point of view, if you're playing against a team who plays really good football, which we do, and Paulin's has already sort of, even though he's got a chip on his shoulder, said that we're supposedly the best team in the league. And that's how you've got to play because you can't play football against a team that plays like that against you. Um, and I think Norwich did it earlier. In the, was it, it was Norwich midweek, wasn't it? I think it yeah. was um, Norwich did it earlier in the week and it, it stifled us a little bit. But what is pleasing is that we're starting to find a way to get through that now. As late as it is, earlier in the season, we probably would have drawn that. But companies learning, the team's learning how to play against that and actually find a way through. Yeah, that is the thing that I'm most happy about, really. They sat back, they tried to stifle the threat, they parked the bus. The goal that they scored, by the way, let's just discuss that as well. Great finish, it's a good finish. Like I said, I, I think it is a good finish. I don't see what more Mjolnir could have done, if I'm being honest. Um, but it were all a bit too easy, weren't it? We were. It, I watched it highlights this morning, actually, and it's quite funny because the keeper's taking ages to take the goal kick, obviously, because that's all they did all game. And we're all complaining, going... 
oh, come on. And Miovic, uh, not Miovic, what's he called? Tellers at the front going like this to referee. Ariel, what's he doing? He just lumps it forward, flick, and they're in. But good finish. But all a bit too easy, weren't it? Edward Bellis gets a little bit flat-footed and, uh, and then they're in behind. Yeah, they're just caught off guard, I think. But that, that comes with experience. They're a young, they're a young back four, aren't they, really? Um, so that, that, that comes with experience. That's just caught off. Just caught out, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and just getting some more comments coming in. Um, J-Rod drops so deep nowadays. Good to see Jennifer's turn the caps lock off. Uh, yeah, it does, to be fair. I remember at one point when we were counter-attacking and he had the ball in our half and, and most of the other lads were, were further forward. But I was only a little bit concerned. How... Go on, mate. What's that? I think he looks tired. I think Jay looks tired and like he needs a couple of games rest, but we, haven't, we can't rest him. No, no, unless we're resting for Rotherham. But it's one of them like, where mm. you start sort of like thinking, oh, it's only Rotherham, and then you rest rest too many players for it, uh, and then and then end up losing losing what, what could be a, a very winnable game. Uh, Simon yeah. Maroos, did their keeper punch the ball in our box at the end? He tried to. I don't think he actually made contact. I might be wrong. But I said that to me, Dad. I'm like, did he just try and punch it then? But um, all a bit all a bit weird. Um, Simon Edmondson, yeah, let's talk about Paul Ince, Neil. Um, I want to know who thought it was a good idea to interview Ince in front of some of the fans left in the ground after the game. He got loads of abuse. I watched that, and of course, it's that's obviously the Reading Media channel, that's the Reading Media team that's done that, so they they only made that decision. But I reckon it was a case of Ince being fuming and just thinking, I want to get this out of the way, done now. Just do it. We'll do it here now. Um, as yeah. some of you know, I used to work. I used to work for Bradford City, so I have been in them scenarios, like in the media team, and uh, where the managers just fuming and they want to get it done. So I reckon that's when it were. But his comments after the game, you've already hinted at it. The supposed best team in the league and stuff like it was so salty, weren't it? In that interview, yeah, massive chip on his shoulder. He, he was very wound up. You could see he was actually shaking. He was that wound up. Um, yeah. But you know. If, yeah, it was probably a bad decision on their part to interview him that soon after the game. I mean, you'll know better than me. I don't know if there's like a time limit. You've got to do it or whatever. They should maybe let him calm down a little bit first. But then he's still ranting and raving in his pre-match later on, isn't he? So, yeah. He's, um, I mean, weird. <coughs> it's one of them, isn't it? Uh, it was a blatant pen. So, it I, was, can yeah, it was. He's, I can see why he's fuming. And I've, I, I, it makes me laugh, like, I said at the time because he, I thought I thought Markson were a little bit poor yesterday. Um, he did, played well going forward, but a little bit sloppy. But I felt a lot of the team was sloppy yesterday. Um, again, that might be Reading sitting off um, their tactics, but I just thought we just weren't we just weren't on the ball yesterday. I know we got the winner, obviously, I'm buzzing for that. But obviously, Markson does well to win it. I think in the first place, or I know it just falls to him, doesn't it? And, and he comes away with it, and he makes a good run, and then he just holds on for it for too long, and then gets tackled, and I immediately shout. Right, whatever you do, don't foul him. Mm. And then he fouls him, and I just shouted, "No, you idiot!" And I'm like that, and I'm just waiting for the whistle. And then he didn't yeah. blow it. And then I looked at me, Dad, and I went, "That were a pen." I mean, have a like that were a pen. And this girl behind me was like, "That definite pen." Um, it was, but yeah, it was definite pen, weren't it? I mean, their player was looking for it. I've seen a few people saying, "Oh, he's looking for it," but then it was a pen as well. So yeah, you can be looking for it, and, and it still be a pen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's probably why Paulins felt how he was, because to be fair, his game plan was working. Um, yeah, and they didn't get that, and that would have put them. Was it was it one nil at that point? I can't remember. It would have put them one nil. No, two, one one at that point, and it was, and it was quite late. Yeah, it yeah. would have put them in the lead, and then obviously we've won it really late. So from a manager point of view, that's probably really rattled them. So I get his, I get why he was so angry from that point of view. But these things even themselves out. And we we've had some that haven't gone our way, and it'll happen again. So yeah, Uddersfield first game at season. Barnsley should exactly. have had a pen. Um, exactly. What I don't get about his interview is though, like, why does he have to dig us out? Like, why does he, why does he have to go the supposed best team in the league and all that? What, what, what's your issue there, Vince? 
and uh, he's former Rovers, isn't he? Yeah, bastard. That's why he's done it. That's what I it think, is. But, uh... That's what it is. He's trying to he's trying to get on their side before the derby. I think. Well, that's all it is. That Plus, and he's probably just been. He's probably just heard all the abuse and just thought, right, you're yeah, on it. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's just yeah. been abused for 90 minutes. Yeah. He's rattled. As you can see, he's shaking. Looks yeah, like yeah. he needs some sort of like some water to calm him down or something. But um, yeah, I mentioned Bastion. What did you think about Bastion's performance? Because uh, like I said, I thought he did well. Um, yeah, a did decent well. little option. But I, d I do feel like he, his passing wasn't great. Um, and I do feel like we definitely missed Cork and Cullum. How, how did you feel Bastion played? Yeah, he did. He did all right. We do miss Cork and Cullen. He's no, he's definitely second behind them. He's def, uh, they're definitely our first choice. But I mean, he did the job. Uh, it wasn't just him at fault for our sort of sloppiness. Um, yeah, he was part of it, but the whole team was sloppy. But yeah, he did a job. I think he'll. I probably wouldn't. I'd, I'd probably prefer to have Cork and Cullen in the bigger, the big games. So definitely the derby yeah. and things like that. But I think he can come in and do a job. He can come in and do a job against the likes of Rotherham when Cork needs a rest and stuff like that. Maybe. Um, yeah. He just needs to. He just needs a bit more time to grow into it. I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Harry says uh, played really well without Cork and Cullen. Both of them fresh for Rotherham next week now. Um. I've just seen another comment here. There we go from Jennifer. Uh, Bastian is sometimes too calm on the ball in quick attacks. Uh, but yeah, I, I, we both, like, like I said, we both thought he played well, to be fair. Um, it's a nice option to have. Uh, just needs to work on that on that uh, passing. I have tried to load up whoscored.com to find out the official um, percentage of what his pass, passes were, were successful. But for some reason, it, it's, it's not working. Um, so we'll just have to... That'll just have to be a, a mystery. Um, Harry says, does Westy get a look in when back from injury? It's going to be tough because um, where's he, where's he going to fit in? Um, I'm not sure where he's going to fit in. Again, unless he just plays in a a rotation thing, with Bastion part of that. Um, yeah, Harry says, I think the lad from Brentford has looked sharp coming off the bench. Obviously, it means Dervis Sog Lewis is not even attempting to spell his name. No, fair enough. I didn't even say it for ages because I couldn't pronounce it. Never mind spell it. Um, so I completely get that. I just used to call him the lad from Brentford like you did. Um, but yeah, he did play well. He looked sharp. Um, if Cork and Cullen are out again, I'd like to see Bayer in midfield with Taylor at centre back. Says Simon Evanson. Bayer is class on the ball and great passing and brings it forward. Uh, fun, fun little thing. I, I, think I'm allowed to tell you all this. Um, but Bayer absolutely loves it here. Um, obviously, I know Simon, he cuts the lads hair. Um, he's seen he's cut Bayer's hair this week. And he was saying to Simon how much he loves it at Burma. So he, he's he, he's he's loving life here on loan. But uh, Neil, did you get some stats up then? Were you looking for some stats? Did it work? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's come up for me. It's not um it's lowering very slowly. Uh yeah, it's not it's not that great, but uh, I feel like stato stato on fantasy football there, you know, when you're trying to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just keep getting your connection is not private. So yeah, yeah we'll no, start that off then. Yeah. Uh yeah, um I do want to talk about some of the players that came off the bench. Um obviously let's start with the obvious one, uh Manuel. Um Played very, very well, didn't it? Absolute game changer. That's Sunderland where he's come off the bench and changed the game. And Millwall where he's come off the bench and changed the game. And yesterday, come off the bench, got the goal. Brilliant finish. What and then finish, that assist. Yeah, yeah su such a good header that was. And then the assist. He gets the ball. He takes the man on. It puts a brilliant cross into the far post. that You, you couldn't miss. It was on an absolute play. But he was fantastic, yeah. weren't he? Amazing, yeah. Brilliant player. Um, definite impact player. Um you start wondering if that's his role now, if he's ever going to start a game. However, 
you know, it's part of the tactics to bring him on because when, when defenders are tired, there's nobody better to bring on than him because he's so fast and so direct that it's so effective. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's three, three games now he's come on and completely changed it. Um, but it's a nice little link up he's got with um, Zaruri, I think. Like yeah. the, the, the link, it's really good. But just going yeah, back to what you said about Bayer, loving it. I, I get that impression yeah. from all of them. I get the impression from all of them. Yeah, that true. Up, True. Um, one comment he did make is he said that oh, Turf Moor is so loud. And I was yeah, like, yeah. what? He actually said that. But like, compare it to when the likes of, um, you know, Gibson and that signed, when, you know, the atmosphere were a bit flat. I guess it is um, a lot better than what it used to be. But yeah, I do get that impression. Teller's always got a smile on his face. So Rory's clearly yeah. loving it because he's playing very well. We know Bayer is. And I noticed a little thing yet yeah, this morning, because obviously after the highlights, I watched the Reading highlights and I'm a bit weird. I saw Sunderland extended highlights for that Ruckle game. I watched that back. Um, so I watched that back. And obviously when we scored the first goal, um, our Bellis heads it over. Um, does it for, for Teller to finish it in? And when it goes in, Edward Bellis is on his own running back, like proper celebrating. It meant a yeah. lot to him that. So I think I think he, he he's quite liking it here. It's going to hurt. Sorry, what's that? It's, it's top down. The passion, top yeah. down from from company that he's giving it fist bumps the last three games, and it's coming top down. All of them are absolutely loving it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Simon Edmondson says Benson needs a song, and then Harry says. Gimme, 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 a curly-haired Belgian. His name is Manuel Benson and he plays on the wing. That is fantastic, Harry. If you've just made that up there and then, then well played. If it, if it's floating around on yeah. Twitter, then I've missed that one. But I, that's brilliant, that one. I really do like that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll have that. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have that one. Burnley Till I Die says morning. Morning, mate. Hope you're well. Uh, and Jennifer says, when teams just park the bus, Benson should start because he can break teams down. Yeah, but I, uh, I see what Neil's saying there and that brings it on nicely to the point that you just made, Neil, like, is this his role now, or is he, or, or or do we start him in some game? I think, especially when teams sit back. To be honest, Jennifer, I'd do the opposite. I'm thinking, if a team sits back, get them on, um, you know, without Benson's. What I'm trying to say, put Benson on the bench, start with the front three of Teller, Jay, and Zarura, let them three tire him out, and then bring Benson on. Because if they're just sitting back and there's no space to run into, I think he'll struggle. But when they're tired and it's easy for him to get in behind and make a few runs like he did yesterday, and then get in behind. Then I, I think he's wrong now. I think he might have condemned himself to sort of like a, a, a super sub role. Yeah, that's what I think as well. Yeah, definitely super sub. But it's effective and it's working, so why not? Yeah, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Burnley till I die says, I think he's better coming on against tiring teams. If we are playing a team that is quite open and is attacking us, then I think he might be a good one to start. Um, I'm not sure what Rotherham play like, but I might I might even be, be tempted to start him against Rotherham. Um, maybe give the likes of uh, of Jay a rest or Teller a rest or somebody like that um, ready for because we've got a couple of a couple of big games coming up after the Rotherham one. Um, Sheffield United away, which is massive, and then Blackburn at home, obviously with Crawley in, in the cup in midweek. But if, honestly, if, if I were company, I'd literally just put the under eights out. Uh, we've got the Blackburn game like three four days later, so there's no point risking anybody. Um, all the players that came off the bench, we've mentioned Dervis Soglu. He, he, again, he, he's another one. I think, I think he's, he's, he's going to be um, kind of like just, just coming off the bench, isn't he? Um, I'd like to see more of him, but he came on in the 85th minute yesterday. Did all right. Didn't do anything wrong, really, but um, played all right. Yeah. yeah, didn't really have the time. I'll say that. We did score in that sort of last 10 minutes. But um, yeah, 85th minute, you can't really expect too much from him. Um, but yeah, yeah, did all right. And then uh, Egan Riley came on as well, didn't he? Yeah, so, he um, came on. When is we that the first time back. he's played? I don't think I've seen him. Is that the first time he's played? Uh, I think he came on against uh, Norwich. 
think he did right, come on okay. against Norwich. Uh, the company has started like bringing defenders on now uh, when we are holding on to a lead or, or something like that. Although he did bring Egan Riley on and go five at the back before we'd actually uh, scored the goal. So he must have just known what we're coming. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Vitinho as well because Simon put a comment up here. Simon Emerson, he says, Vitinho offers so much more than Roberts. And going forward, he definitely does. And he's not even bad defensively. So I don't know. But I'm singling out going forward because... He goes forward with so much purpose. He's so much better than Roberts at getting on the ball and running with players. And I've noticed recently that I think Roberts has noticed Vitinho gets forward very, very well. And Roberts trying to get forward a bit better. Um, but yeah, Vitinho, again, when he came on, he, he was brilliant, weren't he? Yeah, he's good. I'd, I'd like to see him um, start on the wing, actually. Um, forget, yeah. the, forget the side of it and just start on the wing. Maybe Roberts and then him on the, on the right and see how that works. Because, yeah, going forward, he is he's very good. Um, yeah, because you mentioned that Benson and Zorori have got a great link-up. Sorry, what's that? Yeah, mean? so his final pass can sometimes be a little bit astray, but he's getting up there, and that's the main that's that's the main thing about his attacking play. Yeah, because you mentioned Zorori and Benson have got a brilliant link-up. I do feel like the the right and the right hand side lets us down a little bit because them two are so good on the left at linking up and things like that. Whereas Roberts and um, Goodmanson, it were yesterday, just don't really seem to have that have that um, purpose and, and as good going forward. So it kind of can leave us with a little bit of imbalance. But when Vitinho yeah. comes on, uh, we, we're so much better on that side as well. Yeah, it'd be good to see, uh, to try him on that on, on that side. Maybe do it, uh, well, like I say, you don't want to play too many in the cup, but maybe in the cup, see how it works and things like that. And But it'd be, it'd be good if we get a little partnership down there. That'd be great. Because I think Roberts, yeah. for me, is a little bit better defensively than <clears throat> But definitely yeah. Vitinho going forward. Roberts going forward is not as effective as Vitinho is. But equally, I think Vitinho's, uh, Roberts is better defensively. Yeah, I probably do agree with that. But Vitinho's not bad defensively. Um, no, Tom not says... Bad. Yeah, he's not bad. Tom says, mad to think we've still got Twine to come into this team. I was just going to say, we've also got Chirlinov as well to come back from injury. Um, yeah, I think this is what company gets talking about, doesn't he, Neil? Excuse me, yeah. in his interviews, he keeps saying like, oh, there's still a few aces up our sleeve and stuff. And he's obviously talking about Twine, um, I think, anyway. And then we've still got, like like, like Tom says, Cherlinov as well. So, loads of options, isn't there, really? There is. I mean, do we do we have a timescale for Twine yet? Has it actually been mentioned when he's... No, he just, he just, keeps, he just keeps hinting at stuff and, and things like that and sort of like saying, oh, he'll be back soon. And But they keep, I don't know, it's, it's annoying me a little bit because... The different story. I've heard some people saying it's a hip injury. Some people saying it's something else. And then I don't know. It's it, it, it's it's a little bit still all a little bit like up in the air a little bit. He's been saying he's making progress. Um, but then we we have got a timescale for Westy as well. He's apparently going to play in the under twenty ones tomorrow. I think. Oh right, yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, Twine and Cherlinov, they're going to be good coming back, aren't they? Yeah, they are. It just depends when. I mean, are we looking at after World Cup, which still sounds weird to say that, but are we looking at them coming back after the World Cup or different Twines coming before the World Cup? It's uh, been nice to have some sort of idea, wouldn't it, I guess? Yeah, it would. Um, but I'm very looking forward to seeing uh, Twine play more um, for, well, play. Never mind play more, just, just, just play. Um, apologies if you can hear. Somebody crying. Uh, little boy's having a bath. Uh, he's not on his own before somebody rings social services. Uh, his mummy's in there. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so apologies if you can hear that in the microphone. He's picking it up. Um, but I like to, as well, ask about man of the match. Um, and I think there's only only one player again. Um, I say again, I didn't give it him last week uh, against Norwich. I gave it Zorori, who, who did actually pick it up. And I was going to give it Zorori. But that's two games uh, where Benson's come on 
I, th- I think he did it against Norwich, didn't he, as well? I, I didn't mention the Norwich one, but I think he came on against Norwich and changed the game as well. Uh, and, he's, and he's come on again here, so I'm going to give it to Benson. Get your comments in. Uh, Neil will give his in, 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 in well, now, um, and get your comments in, and, 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 I'll, I'll, and I'll read them all out. Uh, so I'm going to give that man of the match to Benson. Neil, who are you going to give it to? Yeah, Benson. I gave it him against Sunderland, and he's done exactly the same yesterday. So, yeah, same again. Happy days, happy days. Get your comments in and we well, he will... does think he deserves a start. He's playing that well. He does deserve a start. But maybe he's happy doing that role. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not cheating, says Bayer. Yeah, Bayer played well. I, I like what Bayer does. I think you said earlier or someone else in the comments said you wouldn't mind seeing Bayer um, in the midfield. That's what I love about Bayer is he, when he gets... He's not just good at breaking the play down and defending... He, he actually gets the ball and runs out with it. And same with Taylor, Taylor Edward Bellis as well. It's, it, it's, it's, they're both similar sort of players, aren't they? So it's good to see. Uh, Mark Howarth says uh, Benson can't argue with a goal and assist. Yeah. Safe Gaming, or Saif, sorry, says three wins in a row. Yeah, three wins in a row for the Mighty Clarets. Uh, Tom Chris says Benson, but Zorori not far behind. Um, yeah, can't really argue with that. Zorori played well again, didn't he, Neil? I'll tell you what, he's he's absolutely... I love him, me. I, I, I yeah. think he's, he's, he's my favourite player. It was Teller earlier in the season. Um, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I but think don't, it's don't fall in love with a long player exactly, exactly. Yeah. so I tell I'm not going to let you break my heart I'm I'm, I'm uh, distancing myself from you and falling in love with Zorori but he's class in he? he's a brilliant find brilliant yeah hats off to I'm guessing it's company who identified him because we got him quite early but hats off to whoever yeah. discovered him because yeah some player yeah, it's Scott, says Zorori for me. Benson made a big impact on the game, as usual, but Zorori is different. And then Harry says Zorori, just to say someone different. Well, a lot of people have gone with Zorori there, Harry. So if you want, you might want to change that if you want to go someone different. Maybe Murich, uh, if you want to be different, because um, he didn't really have too much to do. Um, although he did make, a, I was watching the highlights early and he did make a save, a couple of saves. And they had a header late on, didn't they? But it kind of just uh, were a bit tame, to be fair. And, and you'd expect him to make it. But um I know we've mentioned the penalty, and it's a definite penalty. I'm not going to argue with that. Any Reading fans watching, I don't think there is, else because they've not they've not mentioned. No one's chirped up in the comments, but that official, he was terrible, weren't he? He was absolutely god awful. Yeah. Shocking. There's been a few. Um, I thought they were bad in the Premier League, but then you think the EFL get the ones who are bad in the Premier League, don't they? So it's uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't brilliant, to be fair. But you, you try not to be too critical because we've come out on the right side of it, haven't we? Yeah, we have, but it's one of them, like, it, it does even itself out, and I, I get that, and people will always say that, and I, and I do agree with that. I do think it evens itself out. We should have had one earlier in the season at Huddersfield that we didn't get. We should. Have, some people are saying that we should have had one yesterday. I honestly yeah. don't remember it. I don't remember screaming for a penalty yesterday. I've watched the highlights back, um, and I haven't seen it. Um, Jake says, man of the match company for me. 1-0, he makes the right changes, and we're winning the game because of it. I don't panic when going behind because of company. And, yeah, company is making the right subs. That is that is one one thing I will say about company. It does make the right subs, and that, that was my biggest criticism of Dyche. I think company is better with his subs uh, than what Dyche was. But, in fairness... We have a lot of squad depth at the minute that we didn't really have for so long with Daesh. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's... And what I'm trying to say is companies doing very well there to, to identify the right players to bring them on. And he's done well to bring these players in as well. So it's not just him making the right subs. He's identified these players. He's convinced these players to come. And, and, he, and, he's, and, he's, and he's, you know, set us up with this brilliant squad depth. So, you know, we've got so much depth, haven't we? When, when company looks back on the bench, he must, he must be rubbing his hands. Did you see the team four early in the week? It's massive. Yeah, I did do. Yeah, yeah, massive. massive. 
What, I, what, what annoys yeah. me about these team photos? Remember team photos? They used to be out at the start of the season. Before the season started, the team photo would be out. They don't bring them out now till nigh on November. What's all that about? I know. They don't do them in the stadium so anymore. Weird. They used to do them behind. Now it's all the yeah. training gone. But yeah, it's, the thing that's what hit me about is how massive that squad is. And yeah. it's pretty good quality as well. There's not a lot of players on there you think shouldn't be anywhere near this. It's a good quality, that. Really good. Yeah, and, and and even the ones that haven't really played much, like McNally, like Egan Riley, that's because they're like nineteen and twenty, and you know that they are going to be very good soon enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Simon Emerson says company's ability to change a game is really refreshing. Yep, just spoken about that, but completely agree. Uh, Mark Howard says we should have had a pen when one of their players had both their arms around Taylor Hair with Bellis at a corner. See, I. Don't remember that. And I don't remember screaming for a penalty at the time, to be honest with you. I haven't seen it back on the highlights. Uh, some people are saying that on Twitter, so fair enough. Uh, but for me, uh, we've got away with one yesterday. Um, uh, Safe Gaming says he needs to get Barnes out of the match day squad. I don't disagree with that. However, I don't like seeing Barnes get some grief. I've said it before loads of times. I agree he's past it, but he's a legend. Um, so we won't be slagging him off. Uh, too much, uh, but he is, he is past it, let's be honest. Uh, Simon and Edmondson says there's more backroom staff than I've ever seen before on a team photo or two. Um, yeah, but, but I think we have like set-piece coaches and stuff now as well, don't we? Which I don't think we've had for a while, so uh, that's good to see. Um, Neil, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring some um, fixtures in and we'll have a look at the fixtures coming up for Burnley um, before we start wrapping it up in around five, ten minutes. So the fixtures should be on your screen now if you're watching on YouTube. I'm not sure how well you can see that actually because it is quite small. So what I'll do is I'll make it bigger. Um, there we go. That should be better. So the next game is Rotherham on Wednesday, 2nd of November. That's good because I, I couldn't work out whether it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I kept forgetting. Um, then it's Sheffield United, which is live on Sky, Saturday, 12.30. Uh, then the Cup game against Crawley Town. Then the Bastards. Um, then it's the World Cup. <clears throat> so then we have a month break until the QPR game where it's QPR away. So I'll tell you what, I've just been looking at um, our fixtures up until the World Cup and and then forgetting. But we've got massive games either side of the World Cup. We're playing, obviously, we're first, as everybody knows. We're playing second, the game before the World Cup, and then third, the game after the World Cup. So some massive games coming up. But just thinking about the three games before the World Cup, Neil, because we'll skip over the, the Crowley one, because obviously it's a League Cup. Um, yeah. How many points there? I would genuinely, right now, be happy with... I don't want to be negative, <laughs> but I'd be I'd be happy with five there. I want I obviously want nine. Um, I'd I'd take six. I'd take I'd take two wins uh, as long as we don't get beat by Blackburn. Um, but how many points do you think we can get there, Neil? I think some people will, will probably think we can get nine. Yeah, I mean it's not beyond us to get nine. Um, however, I do think the run of games and the fact that we've we've not been at our best the last couple, I do think there's a dodgy result coming. Um, hopefully it's just not against bastards. Um, I'm going to say seven because this team find it difficult to know when they're beaten. So I reckon two wins and a draw, but I don't know where they're coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll take that right now because that means obviously we're not losing against them. Yeah. Um, so I'll happily not lose against them. Um, Rotherham, I don't. I mean it with the greatest respect in the world, but we should be beating them and should be beating them quite comfortably. Um, this could easily get clipped up by a Rotherham page and, and made me to look a very, very, very big fool by 10 o'clock. If, on, we, are, on if we are going to lose a match, though, I would pick that one to lose. If we are yeah. going to lose one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd rather lose that one. Um, yeah. But the, 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 the most difficult one there for me, um, I think, is the Sheffield United game because I, I stand by the fact that Sheffield United are 
our closest rivals in this league. They've just gone really off the boil recently because of the amount of injuries. They played very well um, yesterday, got a good win. So I think they're starting to hit form. Admittedly, it was against a poor West Brom side, but still, I think it was against West Brom. Apologies if, that, if that's wrong, but um, they're starting to get in their stride now. So that's going to be a tough one. I'm going to that one though. Um, so hopefully there's uh, some great content on Turfcast coming up. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, but Blackburn as well. Blackburn, they're weird. Like, I think that we're buzzing because we've won three in a row. They've just won four in a row. Um, yes. but they are beatable. I think what they've lost seven games this season and they've not been playing many good teams recently. I think they played uh, who did they play yesterday at Hull? Hull. Obviously, they're yeah. down there. They're playing Coventry on Tuesday, then they're playing Huddersfield. So, you know, they've not been playing many, many good teams, um, recently. Um, we're probably the best team. Well, we're the best team in the league, let's be honest, at the minute. Uh, league table doesn't lie. Um, but we're, we're definitely the only decent side that they've faced in the last month. But they're beatable, aren't they? They'll attack us and they'll come at us and, and we could we could very well lose that game because they're obviously a good side. It pains me to say they've got a good good striker in um, Diaz. Um, but they are beatable, aren't they? But it's going to be a good game. Yeah, it is. It's going to be, well, you hope it's going to be open. It's probably a game for Benson to start if he's going to because they're going to come yeah. at us. Um, and I've I seen a... I've seen a thing on Twitter of a Hull fan yesterday saying he can't believe how good Blackburn actually are, and you can see where why they're in the league. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a great game, and obviously you're looking forward to it anyway. But it should be a really good game with the two of them. But I've seen another yeah. thing on social media that's going around. I can't remember who it is now. I think it is someone who maybe follows Turfcast. But they said, would you take? Would you lose against them if it guaranteed promotion? And there's been uh, quite, no. a lot, quite a lot of people saying, no, I want to beat them. Oh. Yeah, I want to beat him. It's, yeah. it's. I don't know with the Blackman game, and obviously we'll, we'll discuss the Blackman game in depth the week of the Blackman game. Um, or I might just shut the channel down because I can't be asked. Um, <laughs> who knows? We'll see. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the pressure is on us now. Like all them years when they were better than us, now we're better than them, and I've been for like what 10, 15 yeah. years now. I feel like the pressure's on us. But whereas, so I'm going into this game now nervous rather than excited, whereas I used to go into these games excited as, as a chance to be able to beat them. Um, whereas now I just see it as a, a chance. They see it as a chance for them to beat us. Um, and obviously, if, if, if they were shy and bottom of the league, I'd be like, it doesn't really matter. Like I, I'll go into the game with full of confidence, but they're not. They're, they're, a, they're a decent side, and I hate yeah. saying it. They've got nothing to do, they? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. They've got nothing to lose. If they if they get beat at Turf Moor, people will be like, oh, well, fair enough. Blackburn got beat. But if they come come here and beat us, everyone's like, oh, bloody hell, Blackburn beat Burnley. Um, yeah. It's 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 massive. It's massive. And I I wanted, they, they, what, I was, I think I was 26 the first time I saw Burnley beat Blackburn. That's that's no way to, to be a football fan, is it? Like that long <laughs> to see your team beat your main rivals. What, I, I was there when they beat us 5-0. I was there when they beat us 2-0 at the turf. Obviously, I was there when Dunn was 50 yards offside and celebrated by jiggling his belly around and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I wanted to inflict it on them. I want to inflict a 5-0 on them. I'd love to do that because oh, they did it to us. That would be beautiful. But if anything, it's going to be like 4-3 that game, isn't it? I'd, I'd, we'll oh, they'll score. Against yeah, there'll, there'll yeah, be they'll, goals. They'll watch, score. It, watch it be 0-0 in the most boring game I've ever seen now. But yeah, there'll be goals at both ends, I think. And I think um, it could potentially get a bit feisty. It'll be good. It'll be tense. We'll definitely need a drink. Oh, it'll be, yeah. it'll be good. I know, but it's like 12 o'clock in it or whatever it is, the game. So, half 12, I can't remember what time it is, uh, to be honest. I, I don't like playing them. I hate it. I don't look forward <laughs> to playing them anymore. I just go on nervous. Um, it's because we've which, had it so good for so long. And there's, there's been that Twitter account of today, Black, uh, Burnley above Blackburn in the league. So, we've been giving it the big one for a long time. So, yeah, 
There's a lot yeah. of stake with it. I, I don't. I'm not looking forward to it. I'll be a nervous wreck the entire week, let's be honest. I've even booked the day off work after because if we're beaten, I don't want people going, oh, bloody hell, we only got beat yesterday by Blackburn, didn't they? Because I don't work with Burnley fans. So if I ever worked in a company full of Burnley fans, we'd all be depressed together and that'd be good. But yeah. I work away, so and people will be like, like potentially, Not that we want to, but if we lose as well, losing at home is always worse. Like if we went to yeah. their place and lost, it's not as bad as losing at Turf. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And especially the fact that it's looking like we're going to go into this game having not lost at home all season. Um, so if they then come to the turf and beat us, just imagine how smug they'll all be. The first team to beat you at the turf this season. Um, but yeah. I wasn't um, nervous now. <laughs> it helps, doesn't it? Talking helps. Talking helps. Um, something that will make you less nervous as well is looking at the league table. So we'll bring that in. It should be on your screen now. There we go. Of course, the Clarets, top of the league. Um, I, what I like about the league table at the minute is not just that we're top, but there is a nice little gap opening up to third. Five there points is. we are away from third now. Of course, QPR have got a game in hand, though. But if you just look at our form, we are... Blackburn fans keep going on about how good their form is because they've won four in a row, so fair enough. But if you technically look at the Blackburn form, they've lost a game in their last five. We haven't lost since, what, seven years ago, feels like. So win, 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 draw, win. And We're the only team without the Reds. Go on. We're the only team who've got no Reds in our form. So Exactly. Exactly. So we're the, we're the most informed team in the league. We are the best team in the league or the supposed best team in the league, according to Paul Lins. Um, But yeah, nice little gap opening up to third there, Neil. Do you think we can extend that hopefully before the World Cup? Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. And then, um, yeah, because we're playing the teams in and around us, aren't we? So if we beat Sheffield United and obviously beat them, healthy gap going into QPR. Because um, we don't know where they'll be because obviously... They've got that game in hand, but uh, yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. But our goal difference is is yeah massive. Yeah, that does it. Well, obviously, we're the highest scorers in the league, so that that helps. But we've scored thirty-two get goals and only conceded sixteen. We've conceded. I I don't. Oh, I was going to say we conceded the joint lease in the league. We haven't. Preston have conceded the least with fifteen. Birmingham also yeah. only conceded fifteen. I'm not going to bother scrolling down because I doubt anyone below Birmingham will have conceded less than that. But we've only conceded sixteen, and I don't think. In terms, I like the defence because I like how good they are um, at uh, bringing teams out uh, and how good they are with the ball. But in terms of actual defence, I do sometimes think we struggle in the air and stuff like that. Like yesterday's goal was too easy for them to score. But to say we've only conceded 16, that's a testament to the defence, isn't it, as well? Yeah, definitely. And if you think some of those, we've con I don't know how many clean sheets we've got, but all those 16, it's sometimes we've conceded two or three in a game. So it's we've gone a run of games without conceding. Um, yeah, um, yeah, we had two clean sheets, didn't we? Uh, I think it's three or four now off the top yeah. of my head. Uh, obviously, clean sheet against Norwich. Um, but Sheffield United against Coventry. Team, Sheffield United, the only team anywhere near us with a goal difference. We've got 16, they've got 12, so I, they're, they're probably our nearest. Yeah, Although, fair enough. I agree with that. Like I said, I think they're the best. Not the best team in the league, but our 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 main challenges. Um, well, well, we've been on for forty five minutes nearly here now. Neil, I normally like to do about half an hour, uh, so we'll start wrapping it up. But just look ahead to Rotherham quickly. Um, it's a chance to rest players. Um, we've been talking about briefly. Uh, it'd be good to see Cork and Cullen back. Would you bring them both back in? Would you rest Jay? What would you do against Rotherham? Um, it's a tricky one because you want to keep momentum, don't you? Because momentum's obviously with us, um, yeah. and you want, and it looks like the last three, four games, it's clicking and there's something building. So you don't want to disrupt that too much. But equally, 
yeah, a couple of players do need a rest. I would I would try and give Jay a rest, although obviously that is going to mean playing Barnes and some people won't be happy about that. And that might just disrupt the whole system because I thought playing Barnes in the first half at Sunderland was partly why we were so poor because the system just yeah. wasn't working. Um, it's a chance to rest some, but not too many, I would say. Rest a couple of players, um, but not wholesale changes. Definitely not wholesale. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, yeah, so we will start wrapping it up now, uh, everybody. So... We want to get any get quickly get some last comments in now's your chance to do it before we do end the stream but um for me i'm thinking rotherham i wouldn't start barnes uh, for obvious reasons um as i said to saif gaming earlier um i agree with it, the fact that he's over the hill i love the guy i love the guy and it will be a sad day still uh, when he leaves because everything is done for us but i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't be starting him um uh, not a chance uh, mark says i would rest jay and play uh, Derby Soglu, not Barnes. I wouldn't even do that. It might be a chance to play Derby Soglu, give him a good chance. I would do what he did in the second half against Sunderland and go tell her the main focal point with Zorora and Benson. I'd give Benson a run out. I think he's earned a, a run out. Um, yeah, but most people most people are saying Derby Soglu. So it might be a chance to see Derby Soglu. Simon Evanson says play Derby Soglu instead of Jay. That could be a shout. Um, but yeah, I think that's the way I'd do it. I'd do it slightly differently. I'd bring in Jay and uh, Jay? Uh, uh, Cullen and um, Cork. i bring them two back in. And I would also rest Brownell. I'd rest Brownell because he's he's a card away from a book uh, a suspension now. So if he gets a book in against Rotherham, he won't play against Sheffield United. Um, but they do reset after that Rotherham game, so you can't get suspended for five yellows now. So even if he gets booked against Sheffield United, he wouldn't he wouldn't play. Uh, he wouldn't be suspended. Sorry for the Blackman game. So that's what I'd do. I'd rest um, Jay. I'd rest Brownhill. And I'd bring in Teller and ha maybe Basti again. Maybe give Basti a another run and, and bring Cullen and um, back in and Cork, or maybe just keep Corky rested as well. Give him an another few days off and maybe try Cullen, Cullen and Basti something like that. Um, with Teller up front and Zorora and Benson either side, and the rest of it similar. I tell you what, actually, Vitinho as well at right back instead of Roberts. Yeah, play Vitinho. Um, agree with with Brownell. Is, is Brownell? Is he is he hundred percent? Has he played every game? Um, I think so. I think so. so I'm it's, probably, it's, probably due, it's probably due arrest anyway, isn't it? Because you want him. Yeah. You want him playing against Sheffield United and, and Rovers. So yeah, maybe I would drop him. Jay does look tired. I do think Jay needs a rest. Um, so yeah, um, we'll see what he does. But the th the three, like you said, the three against Sunderland. That that'd be good to see, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And 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 one of the lads that lives lives near me. Um, he, yeah, I saw him last night and he's always saying to me, oh, I'm really worried about us if Jay gets an injury. And don't get me wrong, I agree with that. I think he's he's obviously the only like striker that's scoring goals, like the out-and-out -out striker that is scoring goals for the club at the minute. But I think I think doing what he did in the second half against Sunderland, is it, it'll be a good way to go, I think, maybe. Um, as I've just said there, teller the main focal point with, with two pacey lads on either side of him. So it might not be the end of the world if Jay gets injured, but obviously, fingers crossed he doesn't. Um, but we're coming up to like a World Cup break now. Um, and then what the games restart on the 11th, and then we're like what three weeks away from the transfer window being open anyway. So, hopefully, yeah. we bring someone in. But I'm gonna wrap it up there. Um, thank you, Neil, for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you on, Neil. O always some nice, intelligent debate when you're on, uh, and the oh, dogs yeah. as well. I know, I know you've got the dogs in with you, and we were expecting yeah. them to maybe go off at some point, but they've been uh, French bulldogs, mate. They just sleep all day, that's all they do. I should have got a French bulldog instead of a cockapoo then, mate, because he does the exact opposite. Running around mental. You heard him earlier. I don't know if he were on the on the, if you could hear him on the microphone. But I think Neil said he could hear him earlier. Um, but yeah, he's a nut job. 
he's a nut job. But thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. No, um, if you're watching on YouTube and you've only joined halfway through, uh, obviously when we finish the stream, it will restart and you can watch it all the way from the beginning at your leisure. You can pause it, come back, do some washing up, whatever it is you do on your Sunday. Um, last comment, we'll just quickly read that out. What do you think of Vincent's performance? Well, he didn't play, mate. He didn't play. Um, but no, joking, as a manager, uh, very good. Love him so far. Um, so, Irfan, uh, yeah. I'm very, very well, uh, very, very pleased with company so far. But thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, and again, if you joined halfway through and you th and you need to go out, the podcast will be up literally instantaneously. Uh, it'll take me around five minutes to get it up, and then I will be tweeting it. Uh, and of course, as Simon says, like and subscribe. I see that's that's where I go wrong on YouTube. I don't go, I don't beg people to like and subscribe. I just think well, if they're going to do it, they'll do it anyway. Um, but yeah, like the video if you want to like the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And I will try and do a pre-game show before Rotherham. I don't know what my work schedule is like this week, to be honest, off the top of my head, so we'll see. But if not, I'll definitely do a 60-second review. And if I don't do um, a pre-game show for that, I will definitely do one for the Sheffield United game if I can find the Sheffield United fan. But thanks, everybody, for watching. And if you're listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.